Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to another weekly sit-down. Stay tuned for the end where we're going to play some original music by some artists that we like. If you have music that you want to be featured at the end, just email it over to weeklysitdown at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. You kept trying to prove me wrong And I know that I ran you down So you ran away with your heart But just know that I want you back Welcome everyone to another weekly sit-down. We're on, it's Saturday. I usually don't do Saturdays. I, sometimes I, I like doing Saturday nights, honestly. It's like, this is the vibe I get at night. We got the lights real low. We got, you know, just this uh, lamp. <laughs> That's basically all the light we have right now. We, meaning me, and Will Mead, right? What's going on, man? Yeah. What's up, me. Yo? That's me. I like how you introed it. Kind of like, you know, we got the lights dim in here. But we don't want to, like, give away too much mm. now. Like, no, yeah, no. This is our secret recipe. Yeah, no one knows. We're <laughs> in, like, a bat cave. And totally straight, too. There's nothing nothing else going on here. No, no, no. No, no, course. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, don't tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, did you meet my dog yet? I'm allergic to dogs, but I'm going to pet him anyway. Don't touch your face. I won't. I'm not going to touch <laughs> Dig, get out of here. It's What's Diddy. Up? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Yeah. So, Will Mead, we got here. He's been working on us with, uh, working with us on Dead Annie. Yeah, uh, which has been kind of a cool experience. Honestly, it's been uh, it's been fun because you get to, I mean, you know, not giving away too much, but just you know, uh, writing characters that are fictional and a fictional story, and especially for a cartoon, it's just a totally different route than writing something that's you know, yeah, it's like live action. So tell everyone, kind of give an intro who you are, like what okay. do you do. Yeah, so uh, my name is Will Mead again, um, and basically I'm a Hofstra graduate uh, with a major in television and film production, um, and basically I've been freelance working in the industry for almost about two years now. Um, I have a couple of films that I've put out, uh, a couple of them gotten into some festivals, which is you know really awesome, and um, yeah. You, just, you won one, right? Yeah, um, actually our film just won, uh, my film Family Inc., which is uh, now public, I just threw it on my Facebook because uh, once it goes off the festival run, you can just you know put it anywhere. Um, and basically, uh, yeah, I, I put it out there for people to see, and and Orlando Film Festival picked it up, and we won the award for uh, most outrageous short film, which is <laughs> awesome. It was really cool. That's a nice award, like like outrageous. You know, that's going to yeah. get people's attention. Yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. I, I I was up against so many other films too. Like I was nominated up against a bunch of other films. I'm like, man, these films are sick. You know, <laughs> yeah. like these films are crazy. I'm looking at them I'm like, no way. I mean, they just threw me in there, right? And then all of a sudden, like, bam, it came up on the screen, winner, and I'm like, oh my. My goodness dude you didn't crazy. think it was the same caliber like as as I, good well like i thought the film i mean it's hard because when you make a film yourself all you can possibly do is look at what you don't like about it true and since you knew it was a film and you knew it was going on it's hard to look at it like a film yeah you know yeah. like a fresh piece of art kind of it's, mm-hmm. it's just like if you painted it all you see is like a b and c but other people are like oh it's a painting you know yeah, so yeah. like i think they just might have found something in it and and the festival uh, director, he was he was awesome, and and him and his wife, he said like, oh yeah, every year we kind of look for this like crazy ridiculous film that we find, and like this was this year this was the one, and I was wow. like, wow, this is great. How many people were there judging it? Um, I don't like I don't know about board? the judges. Yeah, there was definitely a board. I don't know how many people were on the board, but yeah. um, I do know that there was probably a couple thousand submissions, which was kind of cool. Um, 
How many like actually make it like to, that you watch right there? Because you're watching them all, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, they definitely. So you have to submit your film via like some sort of website. Sometimes there's Film Freeway, which is one of them. Um, and without a box is another one. There are probably many others. I just kind of use those two. Mm-hmm. And you pay pay an entry fee basically, and um, the entry fee you don't get back if you don't get selected. So it's kind of like you know you're taking a chance for sure. And definitely. So is it hefty? It's a lot, or it depends. Anyone, like... I mean, I, uh, I I submitted my film to Sundance because I was like, hey, you know, it's eighty bucks, and that's going to be a lot of money. But you know what? Maybe they'll like misplace my film amongst the other <laughs> a bunch of other winners, and like maybe yeah. I'll get in by some chance. Yeah, I'm an average like movie list watcher and i heard of sundance like i don't i'm not in that world really but i know sundance film festival sundance is definitely big there's uh, one in f- france right oh uh, can't yeah yeah that's the film one. festival is a big one too i haven't submitted there yet i'm gonna try uh the next year round which is kind of cool you um, win an award there or even get in like that's gonna help you out just a lot, getting right? in is yeah. gonna help yeah but definitely not um you know, uh, I mean, just submitting alone, there's no kind of laurel for just submitting. You have to, uh, you know, you have to either be an official selection, which is a big deal, or, you know, you have to um, win some sort of award or some sort of uh, some sort of achievement that they'll give out, which is kind of cool. And, and honestly, um, we went to Long Island Film Festival, too, which is really cool. I'm glad I got in there. Um, and they gave us the award for best short film, which was oh, like, yeah, it was it was great, man. It was it was very cool. Like uh, it was a very humbling experience for sure. Are these like trophies that you're hanging up or they, <laughs> like certificates? Sometimes. I mean, like the one from Long Island Film Festival, uh, it was a good award. It was like a nice, like hefty, like heavy yeah. you know, kind of like thing. I, I could won put something. On, yeah, yeah. You know, I put it next to like my baseball trophy when I got, you know, the handout <laughs> trophies they give you in fifth grade. Yeah, I have those. Yeah. I um, still have them for some, like, no reason. Like, why do I have those? Yeah. I have like, three of them. And then some festivals will like give you an award, but it's a it used to be a baseball trophy and they just ripped the bat off off and threw a camera in there <laughs> yeah. like it's that kind of stuff or just yeah. a piece of paper saying like you know congrats good you know job. Yeah, yeah good job like you know good luck out there yeah that kind of thing have you gotten any like feedback from the industry at all after winning that award um it's interesting i mean certain people get you know um they get whiff of this like they kind of yeah. just like oh wow this person's winning a lot of awards and honestly yeah after i did submit um, I mean, a rather a post to Facebook about these awards, I got a couple more messages from people just saying, hey, man, like, congrats on the award. Would you be willing to work on something with me? I mean, it's good. It's definitely a good leverage to have. You yeah. Know? Are they like rookies and they want your help more so? Like, It's a or, mix. Or it's definitely like- a mix. Because you want to try and find people that are like in the same realm as you and work with them. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, although to work with, you know, people of greater talent is, is amazing and like people that are higher up, but the chances are slim. You know, it's all again, we were, we were talking about this before, just kind of like word of mouth, unfortunately, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but it's unfortunate, but it's also fortunate because if you do run into the right people, it kind of just happens for you. And on that side, it's fortunate, but it's <laughs> unfortunate if you're like, I, I don't know. I just, all my friends are also kind of just like, I don't know, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. There's not much going on. I got a question. So I made uh, like a, a script with someone else for a short, like a, a sitcom kind of like HBO or something. Cool. How so? What's the best route to go to getting that made? Do you just try and make it yourself with people, and then come to them with it, like the studio with something made? 
Sometimes. It depends on the studio um, because sometimes, you know, Netflix will take a you know, script and they'll just be like, you know what? OK, we're going to fund it and or, or you know, we're going to fund a big percentage of it. Just off speculation. Just off kind of like, yeah, reading the script. I mean, you have to go through a lot of levels. You have to submit this whole, um, you know, uh, I forget what they call it. It's almost like a proposal. You have to kind of like have it all in hand and ready to pitch. Wow. That stuff does happen. But to get to even that level is tough. Of yeah. being able to pitch something. I mean, it's definitely... Um, Getting the appointment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like the no, exactly. Meeting. There are thousands and thousands of scripts that just end up on desks, you know, and eventually in the trash. It's just... A, no it's, it's unfortunate. It's very hard. So to go somewhere with something made, that could be your best bet. Or even just a sample made on your own. You don't have to make the whole episode. Maybe you have an episode of a show idea and you want to pitch it to Netflix as a series and yeah. then you were able to shoot like maybe one scene of it and give them that. I mean, anything that you can give as leverage would be you yeah. know, a good step. Not just the script. Cause I, cause I don't know. I don't, did I ever send it to you? I don't I thought I'd sent it. I, I think you I may didn't. have. And it <laughs> and I just ended up in the trash <laughs> on the with desk. The thousands of other desks. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> definitely not at that level. No, no, no. <laughs> No, man, uh, I think you did. I just haven't had a chance to read it, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm definitely going to, especially after this show. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, though, I guess the first step I got to, I have to film something like a trailer maybe, or I don't know about a whole episode. Yeah, I mean, whatever you could film in advance is probably a good idea. It depends. You need to, you know, again, that also has a lot of different resources you need as far as people to actually film it, you know, the equipment. It's just like, it definitely does take a lot of money to try to like get something up off the ground. And that's why like when you make those contacts and the contacts either know somebody that's like wealthy or know somebody that's just got a lot of strings yeah. to pull, it's easier. But yeah. yeah, that's definitely a better step than just, you know, a piece of paper mm -hmm. with, with, with the script. I wrote this script and I actually got in touch with, um, you know, that movie Atomic Blonde. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it, but I, I, I heard of it. He produced that movie Go also. You know that? Go. Was that recent? No, no it's old. No, it's old. Okay, yeah. Like with I think... uh, Joaquin... No, Joaquin no, Phoenix? No, no, no. The dude from 8 Mile. The who... Like... Eminem? No, the... the <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The guy... What, what's his name? The guy who like is the mediator for the rap battles. Like his friend. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Man. The guy with the long dreads. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, 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 no. I, I, I could picture... I just don't know the name in my head. I it's could, him. I could picture... He's in Go anyway. Okay, Th that okay. dude, everyone knows who that is. <laughs> and he has no, he's bald. And he's, okay. you ever see the movie um, 10 Things I Hate About You? No, but I know of it. And like my ex girlfriend wanted me to watch it. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, she's like, come oh. on, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You gotta see a little bit of everything, you know? And I'm like, yeah, except for that. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, those are the But 90s. I heard that's actually really good. Like, what? I heard that movie's good, 10 Things I Hate About You. I've seen it probably 20 times. I, like, it's, it's one of those rewatchable, just good movies, right? I, yeah. I don't know about good. It's just the 90s feel, you know, the 2000s. Like, so half the reason you feel. watch it is to just go back bring to you 90s. back yeah I bet. that's why i watch seinfeld most of the time it brings yeah. you right back to like just just the cusp of the end of the 80s and, and the 90s like, yeah and you see how everything was how they dress and stuff oh it's so great yeah it's so great friends too i've you friends. Know, i'll get on that yeah friends like friends get on. is yeah like i i i personally i'm not a fan of friends but that's only because i just i i feel like it was just kind of a direct take on seinfeld but they just kind of tweaked it to the way people want to see it commercially they're just like yeah 
Seinfeld's good, but it's only for like you know an old Jewish audience or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Larry we David. need to take the same idea, but we need to make it a little more mainstream. And that's what I feel happened. I mean, even the episode titles are based the same way. It's like the one where the you know, one where, yeah. but Seinfeld first started, you know, the this and the that as the you know. I don't know. I'm just one of those like snobs when it comes to that. But no, yeah, Larry David's the king. You know, he's he's incredible, man. The, if I could meet him and like tell him like, listen, you know, your way of thinking has completely changed my life, <laughs> and I want to give you all the credit <laughs> yeah. like he um, would, but knowing him you know he would just be like what are you talking about like you know he's like, like ah what are you, uh, you know, yeah. he's like I, I don't know what you're talking about you're not doing it you know i love the terrible larry david impression but curb your enthusiasm oh. what, what are you thinking of curb curb are you like watching that no yeah i'm caught up of course you're caught up i uh, see course. like i'm uh, the last episode I watched was the one with the tap water where he says, like, oh, yeah. if I had a knife or something, or he said something about a knife and he said something about the disgusting tap water at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like the accidental text on purpose. That's great, <laughs> man. He's taking the same concepts he used back in Seinfeld and just kind of like modernizing. Mod- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's got his daughter, Cassie David, like writing with him because she's just, she's our age pretty much. I don't know her. Oh, Who she's, is she? She's written a lot of stuff. She's hot, man. Oh, she's hot too? <laughs> yeah, hot writer? No, she, She's yeah, and uh, she's like been doing modeling. Actually, what? it's like a totally different side of Larry David. I was like, you have a daughter that models and like is actually hot. I'm sorry, Larry, but like I wouldn't think so. You know, I would have if you go based off his character, you would you think he has no kids and right? Is and he, he no wife? Is he, yeah, he he what? was divorced, and I think he's with somebody now. Oh, okay, so but it is like him. For, you know, if he if he had to show up at a divorce, he'd be like, eh. You know, like, <laughs> about it. You know, he, like, takes those kind of situations just like, eh, I don't like you, you don't like me, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see the Judge Judy one? No. Oh, okay, good. That's that's a newer it's one? It's coming up, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love it. Judith Scheinman. I don't know if that's her actual name. Judge Judith Scheinman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her, uh, she's, like, the highest paid TV star ever. No. Like, recorded. Uh, I don't know about recorded. Maybe not. It's not really? like back to like Mayan times, but recorded. Yeah. Wow. She makes so much money for just being like, yeah, you're going to jail. You know, whatever. Or uh, pay, pay your dues on time. You know, whatever. She's, like, <laughs> she's been shitting on like every other judge, you know, like for years on TV. No one can touch her probably. Like she's, she's I watched been, her for years. She's a very, um, I would say like cable TV wise, like standard cable channel wise, she's like the face that divine uh, <laughs> defines like standard TV. You know, like she was what definitely is gonna come up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yo, know, she's she's on every channel like late at night. She's always on <laughs> every channel. <laughs> yeah, late at night on the regular channels, she's on like ten and five. Usually. Yeah, yeah, like, and like in between commercials, you can just go to the other channel and see what's going on in the <laughs> other case. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the, you'll always be entertained. That's why she deserves that that record. I would say, yeah, as long Jimmy. as it's not a criminal record, because then she's going down. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna love the Larry David. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. How are you already like pissed off that one judge in that one episode where he was like, "Did you just you who me?" He's oh like, yeah, what you can't you who a judge? Like, yeah. <laughs> he has that one like monologue that he says all the time. About like, are we nothing but the apes or something? Oh uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I, I did it, it for you and you and you. You know, what's it from? Is it uh, from a movie? Because he repeats that. He's got to be quoting like. Something are we no from, better than the apes? Like, yeah, yeah. He, I'm telling you, he's definitely taking something from like way back history. That would definitely be like him, especially because the coming attraction for it with the poster, he was Caesar. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I'm kind of like, he probably took it from like. You know, something old like Roman Tower. That's definitely like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but, an old tribute shout out thing. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. We do the same things when we write the show. You know, you put like little things in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you. I mean, everybody's work is basically just a combination of what they've heard before and like you know what they've seen and what they've you know uh, learned over the years. They kind of just it, it. Even if they don't want it to, it pops out in their script. It My friends fun. were telling me the same thing. Like, dude, I read Family Inc. and it's you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is about like a mom who like passed away and the ashes are, you know, can't be spread, you know, like such a bad, you know, like dark story. This is so you. How is that me? And they're like, when I'm reading the characters, like I can tell you just wrote it. I can tell. And I'm like, wow. Well, they know you well. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. But yeah. So. Have you been watching any, I guess we'll keep going with TV shows. Have you watched Black Mirror? Have not, man. Yeah. I only watched the episode where, like, the guy has to, like, do the pig or something like that to, like, save the princess. And I was like, oh, man, this show is, like, screwed up. Oh, yeah, he has to bang the pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I, like I said before, I just remember we talked about this off there. But uh, we, um, the pig's the worst one, you know. They're only going to get better from there. You'll like, you'll keep, you'll like him. You mean what he has to bang is going to get better? No, like, oh. yeah, he keeps banging <laughs> he keeps, better. Product. He just keeps getting better. It's Different a, it's farm a, it's animals. It's a pig at first, and now yeah. it's, you know. <laughs> they're, they're up to like a goat, I think, now. Oh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that, that it didn't, there was no cool technology really in that episode. Like, you know, like. Oh, I see. You know what they're about, basically? It's just future, um, almost like, I would say, uh, crazy um, dictatorship like uh, technology almost like government interference almost Mm -hmm. in like our lives. That's what I got from it. Almost like, you know, I saw something about implanting chips in people. That's like a dictatorship, but you know, technology wise, it's almost Mm -hmm. just like a total tyranny. Yeah. I I think, I mean, well, it's no, no, it's definitely that it's what they do is they take something in the modern world that uh, some form of technology and then exaggerate to where they think it's going to go. And just display like how bad the technology can get if it keeps progressing or That's what they smart. think it would be. That's smart. And then like, yeah, each one has some sort of lesson, you know, like back in the background. Right. There's one about um, mechanical bees. You heard about that one? Now, I know the bees are actually a problem. Like we're running out. Right? Exactly. So, so in this world, the bees are all dead, but we've made uh, robot bees that pollinate all of all, everything. Oh wow! And they all have like cameras and shit. In Let them. me guess, like, like they turn and they be- they invade people's privacy, and then you know it becomes like human versus robot. Someone hacks the bees. Oh, and okay, then I see. get the bees start killing people. All yeah. right, wow. All right, yeah. I'm gonna have to take the show out <laughs> for sure, man. But they make it look real, you know. Like we can explain it, and it sounds like all right, yeah, that's probably too far fetched. But they make it right. into a real way. It's nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my favorite show on TV. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Yeah, I mean, as far as like TV's concerned, for me, I I was like really into watching series, and then all of a sudden, I kind of just like started watching more movies again. I was just like, uh, I I don't know about the TV series anymore. It's not. I'm not addicted to that. At one yeah. point, I was like, forget the movies. Why just why do that? Just watch the TV series. They're great. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of like switching back. I haven't even seen second season of Stranger Things yet, and I was like, oh. a huge fan in the first season. Yeah, me too. So like, it took I don't know me a long is. time to watch it too. I just watched it like two weeks ago. How was it? It was good. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. Stranger Things. Everyone goes crazy for it, but it's just you know, average. I don't know for right. me. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's definitely, um, it's definitely all been kind of done before. Mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, I don't know about the second season. I'm not going to speak for that. But the first season was a huge kind of like J.J. Abrams, you know, Steven Spielberg, like E.T. type feel. And yeah. it's like you know, I've seen this before, and it's cool to see it modernized. You know, 
But like at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I think I can kind of guess what the characters are and like mm-hmm. what's going on. It's like too much of a guess. Like, you know, you'd want to watch a show that will want to keep you engaged because you want to find out more. I feel mm-hmm. like I already knew yeah. about everything, except, you know, obviously the, the Demogorgon, whatever that's called. Like, I wanted to know more about what that was. Yeah. Um, and Eleven was a cool character, I thought. Like, she was really cool. Um, so you know nothing about what happens the second season? I have no clue. All right. Sorry. Not even spoilers. I did see one picture of like two people together that would have never been together it was like girl's boyfriend from the last season and like the kid that everybody loves with the curly hair <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like okay. i saw them together and the kid had like a ghostbusters vacuum type thing on and i'm like all right okay. so i know i'm gonna see that at some point but like other than that not much yeah no okay good wow, your dog is see. chowing down bro your dog is like going out or is that I, is he eating yeah oh. he's eating yeah oh, okay i was gonna say but he's smart you know he that food's old he waits till like the absolute brink of starvation and then eats that food wow otherwise he just waits to get real food because he knows it exists nice you know so, like all dogs you should just either that's what i think anyway you should just feed them like fresh good shit or don't let them even know if real food exists ever and just give them that so then they know what to do with that and they're not expecting it almost yeah, well if they if they're only fed that their whole lives the the shitty food that out of the bag then that's all they're going to think exists you know, right, they've never right. tried anything else. Unless so you like feed them from the table or something. <coughs> you know, once you like feed them from the table. Does, well, my me family too. does yeah. that. Like we do. Uh, that's why he waits till he's starving before he eats. Because he knows that's where it's coming. It's not coming from the table now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're when no one's home, he's like, all right, might as well just fucking <laughs> <laughs> eat something. Whatever. He's, yeah, dude. he's smart. But um, all right. So what's the goal? You know, like you've directed this movie. Like what's next? Well, it depends because um, right now I've been doing a lot of editing. I just did um, this promotion. I actually don't know if I sent it to you. I might have. No, I don't think so. I'll send it to you after. It's a promo for um, Triton Fight, which is basically like a lower grade UFC. Um, and it's they want to put it on TV, which is awesome. Um, I went and shot um, all this stuff for the fight one night. And then I ended up this like 30 second promo for it. And they loved it. And they were like, oh my gosh, dude, we got to throw this on TV. I'm like, what? Yeah. So is it, it's going to be a real like fighting league? Like. It, it is already. Oh. It is, yeah. Oh. It's its own league, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Is it on TV? Not I'm yet. not sure. Yeah, I think they do. I, I think it's mostly online streaming. It's like, you know, because that's like, that's become a new way to do it, you know, inexpensively. I mean, it's still expensive, but just, you know, a less expensive way to do it is now just put it online. Um, but they want to put this, like, on television because they host fights all around Long Island and, like, it's real events. So advertising know. for it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so are they, do they have the same rules as UFC? Do you know anything about it? Oh, man. All I saw was people just knocking each other out. I have same, no idea. Same I think thing. it's UFC. I think it's pretty much the same. So they're trying to compete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure that this is like the minor league and like the UFC is the goal. I'm okay. Sure. Oh, so they're trying to work their way up. I think. I mean, I, I think so. I'm not, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. All right, I'm thinking like, did you used to watch wrestling when you were a kid? I didn't. I was never a fan. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I mean... It, I knew it was fake, but I just got so into it, you know? Yeah, I mean... Stone Cold, The Rock. Yeah, dude, yeah. The Rock. I mean, <laughs> you, you've seen him in a couple of movies now, right? He's actually okay. really not that bad. Like, I don't think he's a bad actor. No, I like him. I think yeah. he's cool. I mean, I saw Jumanji. I thought it stunk. But, oh, uh, you saw it? Yeah, I didn't think it was good. I'm you could sorry, pull that right? arm. Where, you could sit where, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, nice. Dude, I'm gonna lay back a little bit. Exactly. Sweet. Yeah, oh, I So I did. What? Now I feel like some like rich snob laying back and just being like, "Oh yeah, you know, Jumanji stunk." Yeah. But like, my dad was saying something so funny the other day. He's like, 
these people pour their lives into this into these films, right? They like pour their heart and soul, and then all it takes is one person to come out of the theater and be like, "That sucked," you yeah. know? It's and like the, yeah. your whole ex- like the, everything. But honestly, dude, I think the studios know they suck. I mean, they they know they just put them out because they're like they're gonna see the name Jumanji and they're not gonna see Robin Williams for obvious reasons, and yeah. they're gonna be like, "All right, let's just go see it." Yeah, and they just were like, "All right, that'll make us some money," and like that's it. It's like. Did, I don't know, man. Did they bring back the cop at all? Is he in there? The cop. Oh, from the original? From the original, Dude, yeah. I never saw the original. Oh, what? You get on I me know. for Star Wars? My dad t- Well, okay. Star Wars is a different deal. We're going to get into that in a second. bigger than Star Wars. Okay, we're going to <laughs> get into that in a second. Because your man who's been hosting this show here has never seen Star Wars. I don't know if he's ever revealed that to you guys. I don't think I have. I didn't. That is a sin, bro. That's like, I mean, okay, not everybody's got to love Star Wars, but you got to watch it just because. I mean, like, there's what, so the many. the first people. one at least? Not like, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace you can do without. That was the one that came out in like 2000 and, or what was it, 1999, 2000, something like that? It what, was, that's the first one? 1990. Wait, no, the first about? Star Wars was in the 70s. So yeah, but that's I, okay, technically yeah, yeah. four now because they came out with four, five, and six technically, but it okay. wasn't four, five, and like they named it four afterwards, shortly afterwards, because they were like, oh, we're gonna make a bunch of prequels. Okay. So if it makes sense, the fourth came out first, then the fifth, then the sixth, and then back, uh, come like nineteen nineties, they came back with um, or no, I'm sorry, uh, probably, probably in the early two thousands, they came back with one, two, and three. So the so, so I want to start with four. You're saying it depends. I mean, if you're going to be looking at Star Wars for the first time in a new perspective, maybe you should watch the first one first and just go all the way through. But a lot of people would probably disagree and say, "Listen, you got to see four, five, and six because they're 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 the classics, and then go back to the prequels." But now you have a different issue because they got seven and eight out. You know, <laughs> so like, where the heck do you even go? And I mean, you can't see any of the other ones without seeing four, five, and six. Now you can see. Honestly, man, I think you can probably see them all separate. Really? In my opinion, maybe like atta- maybe, like, maybe Attack of the Clones. Like you'd be like, "What the heck is going on?" That's the second one. Yeah. And then maybe if you watch the fifth, which is The Empire Strikes Back, it's kind of like, I mean, what happened before this? But somebody could probably explain what happened before in about 10 seconds to you. you yeah. Know? A New Hope was very simplistic, huge for the time, but like super simplistic story-wise. But it's cool, man. Star Wars has like, I would say, a little bit of every heroic story ever just kind of fused into one. Darth Vader is what? He's... Darth Vader is this, is like a, an evil Sith, a Sith Lord, kind of like an evil uh, darkness. I know right? what he looks like, you know? Like, I know what all these people look like. Right. Luke Skywalker and um, Yoda mm-hmm. and Chewbacca, yeah. R2-D2. Like, I know them from going to Disney or, oh, okay. or Universal see. or something. Oh, yeah, Disney. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Disney bought them over now. That's a whole other topic. we got to talk about <laughs> Disney buying over Star Wars, man. Wait, I mean, who owned them before? George Lucas. Oh, okay. And so then George Disney Lucas, bought like, them from... Disney bought them for like, uh, what was it? I don't even remember the number. It was like 180-something billion. Recently? Oh, yeah. This was in the past Billion? couple years. Billions. Yeah, because Disney knows they're going to turn it around and make more. What? They're building... <laughs> they're what building are they going to do? They're building Star Wars land first and like... In, oh, in, okay. In, and like... They own all the merchandise now. Like, forget it, man. Like, <laughs> like. And then they're gonna put out another movie, probably. Yeah, well, they put Disney. out They put out seven. So seven oh. was Disney. Was it good? I thought seven was great. Could you tell it? Like, was it filmed differently than all the other ones? Or like, it was. was um, there a it difference? Was, it was cool because it was almost like 
It was almost like what people wanted when they went to go see Phantom Menace back in like 1990 something or 2000. They with Phantom Menace, they hadn't seen a Star Wars movie in like 30 years. Yeah. So when they were coming out with it, they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna be amazing, right?" And like, the, uh, no man, it sucked. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it, it was. They introduced a new character. You probably heard of him, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Like he, I mean, I'm not even gonna go into it because everybody <laughs> already knows. Like he's like a bad character and everybody doesn't like him. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's like some just like CGI like experiment, you know? And like, it looks like he went into a microwave as a rabbit and just came out as like some Demogorgon psycho, you know, <laughs> yeah. freak. And he talked, you know, he's like, Oh, I heard that voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the voice of a ton of characters. Like, uh, you know, stitch kind of mixed with yeah. some sort of like Stuart <laughs> little thing. I have no idea what the heck that thing is, but like, yeah, I mean, Phantom Menace had some really cool properties, but if you look at it as a standalone film, it's kind of like, what was that? And how come we had to wait that long for that? Now, when Seven came out, we hadn't seen a Star Wars movie in, I mean, I think probably about 10 years, somewhere. I'm trying to remember when the third one came out, but um, we hadn't seen it in a while. And we were kind of like, oh my gosh, Like, here comes another Star Wars. This is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a good job meeting the uh, what, what the fans wanted. They basically rebooted 4, so A New Hope, which was a classic story. They rebooted it, meaning that they still paid you know, their respects to the fourth one and left characters from the fourth, but they rebooted the story with newer characters. Okay. So it was, it's not the same exact... Well, I would say it's the same exact story, but it's not like the same lines and the same... Everybody has the same thing. It's new characters, new motivations, new everything. So... Um, it's... Is Darth Vader in... He's in two of them, right? He's not in all of them. Darth Vader is in... Uh, I would say he's in three. Yeah, he's in three, four, five, six. Oh. And he wasn't in seven, but he was in Rogue One, which was the in-betweener that Disney put out. So seven came out, and then they gave you like a freebie, Rogue One, which is a totally separate story. No one famous, like the big guys, Luke and all them? No, but you do see Vader in it, which is sick. <laughs> Dude, that was the sickest scene in the movie. I, I took my family to see that movie just to watch their reactions when Vader walked in because it was a dark room. You didn't expect it. Oh, no. Oh. It was a dark room, and this red saber lit up. <laughs> and like it illuminated and he just came through and wrecked a bunch of people and I was like oh my goodness this is amazing I was like this is the coolest scene I've ever seen and like you know I'm not going to spoil the movie if people haven't seen it but like you realize after it's over you're kind of like alright that was a cool little piece of it but it's you know a lot of unanswered questions yeah and and honestly man the new one 8 I was 50-50 about um, just for a lot of reasons I actually posted a review on my Facebook because I was like <laughs> oh, I'm just going to talk about it for a little bit and just just what they're doing with the force and they're kind of bridging good and evil and they're they're making it more like, you know, bad and good are both equally wrong or something. They're yeah. saying like good is the reason that bad existed and like Well that's yin and yang, yeah. It's like yeah, but if you look at the original Star Wars, like going back to four, it's kinda like, you know, oh there's a good side and then there's a bad side, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, they make Adam Driver look like a freaking hero, and that's amazing because I love Kylo Ren, dude. He's an amazing... I mean, you have no idea what I'm talking about, I don't about, know dude. what you're oh, saying. Oh, my yeah, goodness, yeah. man. No I'm idea. Gonna, I don't want to go on forever. I love Kylo Ren, dude. Like, dude Donald Driver. Adam Driver. Not Donald Driver. <laughs> no. <laughs> Childish Gambino. No, okay, Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah. He's a really good actor. Um, he's, he's incredible, man. And he, the way he plays the part, I mean, like, just the conflict in him and just, like, his facial expressions are just, like, 
Uh, it's, it's so cool. Good man. actor. Yeah, he's he's amazing. But the whole idea of the good and evil is just like totally being blurred, and it's they're taking on a new a new way to represent or to to uh, basically explore the force, and they're you know the force is like this magical thing that like you know exists in everybody. They want to say. And uh, originally it was only like, oh, it's only in certain people and uh, whatever, and you have to train and all this kind of stuff, and you're born with it or not. And now it's kind of like, well, everybody has a force. And I mean, I I can understand where they're going. It's just like for people that want to see, you know, a hero versus villain movie, now you're kind of like, well, <laughs> I kind of like the villains <laughs> and the heroes. And like, no offense to the heroes, but I want to see Ray like, you know, with Kylo Ren like as a wife, you know. And they're they're both like on opposite sides, but you want to see them together. It's like it's. I don't know what you're talking about. But right, I get uh, what you're saying. We can get off this topic. This is, <laughs> like, this is probably wasting your time, but no, no, no. I mean, it's I. Everyone else probably knows what you're talking about, so <laughs> I would hope so. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'm sorry, people. I I, I didn't. I've tried to represent it the best I could to somebody who didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, yeah, I, I always get shit for not ever watching it. Whatever, I mean, what am I gonna do? You're gonna watch it. Is what you're gonna do. That, that'll yeah. fix it. <laughs> I'll, well, you have to watch original Jumanji then if I'm gonna watch Star Wars. All right, we can make a deal. We can make a deal. I have I have all the Star Wars at home. I'll bring them over next time. A lot, gotta, of, a lot of complex storylines. Oh, I'm sure. Jumanji, I'm sure. Right. Well, now that we know that Robin Williams was like, you know, conflicted inside. Yeah. Who knows, man? I'm going to look at Jumanji and be like, man, I wonder what he was thinking during this one. I mean, that's terrible. That's a terrible thing to say. I know what you're saying, yeah. You look at an actor differently after something like that happens. You're kind of like, wow, this is like, you know, just almost like such a weird arc, you know, in their life. You know, Robin Williams is a comedian. He's the funniest guy. Tragic, yeah. I loved watching him. Like, I did. Like, he was great. And it's just like, wow, man. These, I mean, it it also does show that just everybody struggles and everybody's got problems. And just because you're famous and because you're on tv it, it, you know it, it doesn't mean anything and because you might be a comedian i heard something one time i don't know who said it to me or maybe i heard it on tv some comedian said like comedians are like literally the most depressed people out of anybody and i don't know where but I heard why that. i've heard because, that too because i think it's because like i consider myself funny i hope i am if i'm not then you know damn me but like <laughs> <Yeah>. well <laughs> but, it's, like, it's also like it's subjective like some people could think you're not funny like you know, like yeah, it's true. That's like, true. Some is people, there a universally funny person where right. everyone guess, thinks they're funny? I guess funny, not. You know, and it it comes to the fact that like I would say like a comedian spends all their time observing the world, and in order to come up with funny situations, you have to like observe what goes on in the world. And they're so busy on like the outside of the bubble observing that they can end up feeling lonely because they look at everybody a certain way now and they look at every situation a certain way and they can expound so much energy, you know, talking about what's wrong with it and just, or like, that's what, that's where the funny comes from, you know, taking situations and being like, what's wrong with it? Yeah. What is this? Like, are you into comedians like stand up all time? Sometimes. I mean, I, George Carlin. No, see, like I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't really know much about like older. I, I know Sam Kennison. Do you know yeah. Sam Kennison? Oh yeah, like he would just scream, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really a, a modern comedian that I love is um Jim Gaffigan. I think oh, he's hysterical, good, yeah. and Sebastian Maniscalco is yeah, he's hysterical. dope. Um, Chappelle. Dave no? Chappelle. You don't like him? I haven't watched him. <coughs> Never... He has like four Netflix specials, and I don't know. I just grew up with Chappelle show, so like I just have I'm biased towards it, I guess. But I think he's the funniest comedian ever. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in my eyes, he is. But I mean, I have to. Tr- I I mean, honestly, as a film person and as just you know, cons- I guess if I would consider myself being funny, I have to just watch a little bit of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, I've never actually laughed at once, but I love him. I you love never laughed him. at the show, like you're saying. Like I laugh at Larry David all the time. But Jerry Seinfeld, I've never laughed at what he has said, like comedically. Yeah. I just don't think his joke his jokes are so well, I hope he never hears this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually he can. It's all right. Like we all we all need we all need opinions of, of people that constructive criticism. Constructive criticism coming from a nobody. But <laughs> um I would just say that, you know, his jokes probably ring well with a lot of people, but just with me, I just love, like, him and his personality, and that's what makes me want to watch him, not necessarily the jokes he's saying. He's someone that I don't think seems depressed about the world. I don't think so either. But he's a comedian. He's a comedian, right. Jay Leno, too. I don't. He's one of the best ever also. Right, right. And I think he's probably, he seems pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Robin Williams, I guess we would have thought he was happy too. Right. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, in Lincoln Park too, you know, like that, that definitely was like a wake up call. I was like, whoa, I thought all your songs you were talking about, like, you know, we're going to make it through, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, Lincoln Park was, I loved them back in middle school. Like, I listened to them all the time and I was like, yeah. wow, like they're talking about like pain and hurt <laughs> and like, you know, ex girlfriends and like yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, me in my cool, like sweatpants, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, man, this is really cool. And like, <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of just like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. goodbye. I know, <laughs> you know, sad, it's like, no? and you're into music, sad. so it's... Oh, I love music. I love music. Um, I guess we could talk about music a little bit. My, my favorite, um, my favorite band of all time is uh, Heim. Like, I love them. Have you ever heard it? Heim? H a i m. Oh, dude. Heim. They're, yeah, <laughs> they are three sisters from L.A. and they play like Fleetwood Mac type indie music. And like, I love Fleetwood Mac. I love some seventies bands, but like they just put like a little bit of a fresh twist on Fleetwood Mac. And this like, it's just, their music is like so fun to listen to. Their lyrics or it's the music. Like it's both. So their their lyrics are meaningful. Their lyrics are meaningful. They're simple. Sometimes, sometimes it can get deep, Mm -hmm. you know, but like when I was reading the lyrics, I'm like, okay, they're talking about, you know, wanting to get back with somebody or like, you know, thanks. Thanks a lot for doing that to me. I hate you, you know, that kind of stuff. But the musicality is just like, and the production on it is just like, and, and they're so smart because the lead guitarist plays the drum track on their album. And she plays the guitar. Wow. And then the bass player like also plays a bunch of instruments and they all sing and, and the bass player is like incredible. If you ever look up a picture of Este, uh, E-S-T-E, ha- uh, Heim, mm-hmm. the faces that she makes when she plays bass are outrageous. Her mouth is wide open making <laughs> these like freaky faces, but it's because she's like feeling the really music. Really feeling and it. I bought the vinyl. Oh, no, I got it for Christmas, actually. I got the vinyl of a new album, something to tell you. I love it. Vinyl. Wow. Oh, vinyl. I'm not a snob. I, sw- I swear. I'm not a snob. No, no, no. Like, vinyl um, Vinyl is just for... I got it for the album cover and for the inner cover. But actually listening to it, there's no difference nowadays. They pretty much just repress the same exact master from the CDs and, like... I feel like you would... He- I would want that noise that you think would come with vinyl like that oh the scratching yeah 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 (laughs) well it's funny because people back then when they were listening to vinyl they were trying to get rid of scratching you know (laughs) they were like oh this is bad but now you want to hear it with scratches but like um you know just playing an album like that um you want to 
you want to, yeah, you want to listen to it so that, because vinyl can make things seem very warm, very soft, and like, you know, just easier listening. Whereas like digital music, obviously, where we've gone now, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's still, even at the softest moments, it can still feel kind of cold. And like, it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't really know what I'm talking about, but it just feel the, the instruments and like, just the um, the EQs on everything and just all that kind of stuff. It just makes it feel kind of cold in the end. And like the vinyl, it's just warmer. Like it's just warmer <laughs> sound. It's just like sweeter, kind of like you know. No matter what music it is, it just has that. I would say warmer feel. Yeah, I would say. I mean, um, but again, as I was saying, the the masters, which is basically just how they level the music afterwards. They don't master them for vinyl because vinyl, like, is a totally it's a me- totally mechanical, you know, like mm-hmm. all of the uh, ridges are made like in the c- you know in the actual vinyl itself, mm-hmm. and it's a mechanical needle just like reading the ridges. Ah, uh, so. and but that means you know you're gonna get a different sound of that song. Mm-hmm. So the way the you know the person who's mastering the music has to master it in order for you to hear the best you know from the vinyl. And some vinyls they do it, but. A lot of vinyls, they just take the same file and they're just like, yeah, throw it on the vinyl. And then, mm. you know, you're not really getting much of a difference. It's you know? not giving you that warm. Exactly. Exactly. But eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's cool to have like a, you know, the vinyl of like, I think honestly something to tell you that that album is one of my favorite albums, like I think ever, like the, the- whole album. I love it. What's it called again? One more time. Something to tell you. Something to tell you. Yeah. Probably it's on, on Spotify. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Yeah. They're just like I'm telling you. I just love. I, I mean, it's probably just a phase, but like I love this band. It's not. It, oh, it hasn't always been your favorite. No, uh, I mean, yeah. I, when they first came out, they came out with an album four years about four or five years ago, and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, no, they're really great. And then I kind of grew out of it. But then when they came out with this album, I was like, they put work into this album, and that's why it took them another four years because they really poured their heart into it. And I can tell. Yeah. You know. I remember growing up and. Now I don't know. I don't think I have like a favorite band that I listen to right now. But I have artists that I like. But when I was growing up, I was like, I would just listen to the Meatloaf. You know them? Meatloaf? I would listen to oh, that sure. album, like the Bad Out of Hell one, like oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, man. And I would listen got, to, like, Everybody's got it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody has. But I mean, everybody's got their song. I meant everybody's got their songs that makes them tick. You know? Yeah. Deep Purple. Oh, of course, it, yeah. Like, there was this album, and it was like a purple spaceship on the front of it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I think so. And I just listened to that over and over again. Wow, I should listen to Deep Purple. Maybe I'll make that the song for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I, why not? I haven't heard it in so long. A little bit of Smoke on the Water, you know, the one that everybody else had to play on guitar. Yeah, yeah. everyone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, you should jam with my dad. He p- plays a few different instruments. Oh, yeah? He would probably like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sick. What does yeah. he play? Plays every, I think keyboard. Um, Keyboard's he, good. He plays um, guitar. Nice. And I'm a drummer, so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, he could work it out. Yeah, he, he jams like on the weekends sometimes with his friends, his old band. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would pay money to jam with them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like younger kids are sometimes very talented, but it's very hard to find. You know, somebody that, especially nowadays with music, like people are just not playing it for the music anymore. They're playing it for you know, what they look like, you know, playing it. While playing, yeah. Yeah, or like, you know, stealing attention. I know people that I can name off the top of my head. I won't. But just people that play for, you know, the attention of playing, which which I've done too. I'm not saying I haven't done it. Everybody wants to. It's cool. 
Yeah, it but is. But like, there's certain moments when you're playing with a big band or like you have work to get done or something like that, and like there's just the concentration's not there. They just kind of want to play everything that they know, and you know, like. Um, they're not trying to try like new songs or make, it's, yeah, make mistakes, it, right? It's not like they're. I mean, it's just like they they have their own song that they want to play and they have a style and that's it. You know, they don't want to um, just like it's. First of all, this is a problem with a lot of musicians. First of all, <laughs> like everybody has this problem, but like yeah. when people go to practice, it takes ten minutes just to get everybody to stop playing. You know, just oh. to stop like noodling around. It's like enough, you know, like we need to like, you know, even on the drums, I'll start playing like, and then somebody be like, what do you, come on, stop, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's tough. It's like you, you throw all these, like, it's like, it's like when you go to a recording studio in a microwave and just somebody hits start and you all are just like <laughs> yeah. freaking out and start to like expand and your molecules are going over the place. And everybody's freaking out. But, um, I know, you know I need to learn how to play something. I want to play guitar, I guess. Start with bass, bro. Bass is valuable, very valuable. We don't. We have like three guitars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guitar. I mean, if you got them, an acoustic guitar. That's perfect because you can yeah. play it anywhere in your room. There's no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> I got a YouTube myself. Yeah. That's how everyone learns now. Definitely, man. Definitely. I bought a keyboard uh, recently because I wanted to start learning. Because hmm. keyboard's the foundation of it. I'm telling you. What do you mean of every instrument? I would say, I mean, really? the, the theory on the keyboard is all right there. There's no notes that are not there. You know, like you can play anything on the keyboard. I, I don't then, get how like a keyboard note translates to a guitar. Like well, the sound of it. Okay, the sound is different. I'm not even talking about the sound. Okay. Keyboard is essential. It's, <laughs> I just don't it's get almost, it. It's almost like, you know how every language came from Latin? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they don't sound like Latin. You know, sometimes, sometimes they do. Okay. But like, so the keyboard's know. Latin, and then like yeah. a guitar is like Greek. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. and like drums is like you know silence. I don't know, yeah, <laughs> drums is like on a d- oh yeah, that's all rhythm and stuff. Yeah. Uh, although I know some people that like try to make tone on the drums and like try to you know give me a, give me a C sharp on the drums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You can't do that. But uh, on you know on the keyboard and stuff like just. Every piece of theory, not I don't know about everything because on certain every instrument has their own you know thing you got to figure out. There's certain instruments and a certain tuning you got to play. Like wind instruments need a certain way to play, and like, but I'm just saying the actual foundation of how music is made and how chord structures are made can all be found on the piano. So it all so then that's what you should learn, I guess, if you never know an instrument. I would say I would say to start with the piano, or unless you're totally into drums and rhythm then just go that way don't start with the keyboard before drums because there's no there's not a lot of connection other than just some rhythm maybe but i would like to just know have the ability to play a guitar anywhere there is one you know or like a ukulele or i don't know how to i mean i don't know how to do that i I, you can't play guitar i can somewhat you know like like um, you know what you're doing though like, you know where to put your fingers, right? I guess, but, like, I don't know the reason I'm putting my fingers in a certain place. Like, I know, yeah, if I put it here, it's going to make this sound and what I want to hear. But as far as theory on the guitar, no, no idea. And, like, fingerings and stuff. The bass, I know. The bass, I'm, I'm picking up pretty it's well. It's that different. Guitar It is and bass. because the guitar, um, a lot more strings that need to be held down to make certain notes. Bass is just the root of certain notes although you can play you know a lot of different um a lot of different melodies on the bass or a lot of different notes on the bass but like guitar is more um in order to produce like the guitar has okay so say um 
you know, like, this is not going to musically make sense at all because I just, I'm not in front of a keyboard. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But say, like, you know, uh, we have to play a, a major set, like a G major seven or something. On the bass, I'm just playing a G. And, like, it's one note oh, for me. okay. But the guitar has to know, like, oh, what? G major seven. Okay, I have to, like, hold down these strings to make it a major seven or it's going to be something else. Okay. So, so that's where the difference comes. You don't hold strings down in bass? No, no, you do. Oh. Oh, you do. You know, like, there's one note. It's basically a huge guitar. But the bass itself, you don't hold down all the, like, you don't hold down a lot of strings unless you're, you know, wanting to play a certain way. Yeah. But... It's 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 hard to explain, but like the bass is only playing just the bottom root of things most of the time, and the guitar is taking more of like, oh, this is what's written on the page. I need to make sure it sounds this way. Yeah, it's tough. I tried <laughs> yeah, for like a tough. week. Oh, you gotta give it more time than that, man. <laughs> I know. I, no, I actually know somebody. I know somebody right now that is trying to learn guitar, and I'm trying to teach them how to play guitar. And um, she was saying something like. Um, it was like maybe her third day in or something like that. I mean, she knows how to play guitar, I think, but it was her third day in and she couldn't get what I was showing. And she's like, well, I'm just going to give up on guitar. And I'm like, what? You, you've been at it for like two days, three days. No. Like you need, you know, like after a couple of years, if you said I'm still not getting it, you know, then we need to go to like a psychiatrist or something. Is it, <laughs> is it mandatory to know like. Like, before I even start, should I n learn what notes... I don't even know what notes are, you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or yes. do I, no, I, I know do it from sound? Of I know what you're saying. A lot of people can play by ear. Okay. You just kind of strum stuff until it's like, oh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. On the piano, people play by ear a lot. They're like... Oh, yep, that's the note. You know, they just play it because they can hear it. Some people don't have that ability as much, and then they have to go online and, like, look up, all right, what notes are they playing? And I have to just, you know, read it. Yeah, like I want to be able to look at music and understand what it is instead of just that. It looks is, like pictures, dude. I don't know what the heck it is. Oh, either. so you don't either? No, I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I look at it. Somebody hands me a piece of music for piano. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. No, 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 no. I can't do that. So it's possible to learn without knowing what how to read that. Sure, stuff. you can learn a lot of, uh, especially modern music too. It's just chords you know it's not written in that notes and stuff anymore oh it, uh. it could be but most of the time i just think people are writing letters out on a piece of paper and just like yep this is the chord progression and that's it let's get rid of notes yeah let's, oh yeah let's, just let's like get, forget they'll that. make a technology for notes you know i'm telling you man there's there's like the studios nowadays it's like the stuff that they put out sometimes, they just have a pad, which is basically a keyboard, but it just has nice, special, it's just got special sounds on it. It's a synthesizer. Yeah, I heard of that. They use that stuff like in the studio all the time, and they just go back and forth between like maybe four or five different notes, you know, and like they play it the whole time. And when I hear a song like that on Spotify, I was like, this was suggested for you. And I'm like, Spotify, you got me you wrong. You know. Oh, you can tell like it's made. Repeated? Yeah. Yeah, because I can hear it and I'm just like, oh, they're playing the same thing. They're just, you know, they're they're just playing a different note on the bass or I, I don't know. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting. Like my taste in music kind of goes all over the place. Um, I have to show you a band called Snarky Puppy. They're like, <laughs> they're just the talent over there is incredible. How, musicians. Do, how do you hear about these kind of like bands that I haven't heard of? Do you go word of mouth? You yeah. Know? Um, sometimes word of mouth. Sometimes you know Spotify will like suggest something for me. And okay. I'll be like, oh, I like this. You know, like. Uh, and you'll go with it. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's all about just kind of like 
you know, because a lot of people half the time, including myself, you know, we play like maybe the same four or five songs over and over as we go in the car somewhere. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's very rare that somebody sits down and listens to an album anymore because the songs are just, you can purchase them separately and then just get the one you want and then just listen to that over and over until you beat it to death. Like back then it was albums and it's like, you you know, you're going to sit down and listen to the album. Yeah. And hear you know. Especially if it's like a cassette, you can't go to the next song. You got to fast forward. You got to either like, fast forward, which is too much of a pain, or like you know. But now, non-linear, you just click it, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Do you remember cassettes? I don't know. How oh, old. sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're twenty-three. Yeah, I'm okay. twenty-three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Cassettes. Um, I used to. Oh, my parents used to get pissed at me because I would record. I had a tape recorder. Yeah. And like you know, they would put down. My parents are musician musicians, and uh, you know, they would put down songs and stuff, and. They would put it to cassettes, and then you know they'd be listening to their song back, and then all of a sudden they'd hear like the fumbling, like you know, <laughs> yeah. and then they'd hear, "Hello, everybody, this is William," you know, like, and they'd be like, "Are you kidding me? You taped over our songs? What are you nuts?" And I got too crazy with that. It was just like, uh, it was. Um, so they taught you how to play. Yeah, I, I would yeah. say my dad was teaching me drums when I was younger. I only took drum lessons for about a year out of my life. Mm-hmm. everything else was kind of just like as it came. I've been playing at my church every Sunday for almost 12 years. Not every wow. single Sunday, but most Sundays for about 12 years. And that's basically been where I've grown because I just get to play music, you know, and and each week I get different music and I have to like, you know, study and it just keeps my chops nice and tight. Do you just remember like where you were and where you are now, the difference? Oh, how yeah. much better it sounds? I would say over the years, yeah. I've, I've kind of developed my own style, Um I would say, I mean, I definitely, I'm sure if I played on an album, I could sound, you know, like other drummers, not, not that I invented my own style, but I just have my own comfortable place, you know, and like where I like to play and how I like to play. And I like, I can tell what I want to hear and I can like, you know, go through that in my head and kind of be with that. So, yeah. All right. So awesome. Wait, did we ever, I think we got off on a tangent. Oh, yeah. Oh, a long time. Your listeners are probably be like, yeah, we what the to, heck just happened? We went to Lincoln Park. Yeah, he, before that, that, that we were at Robin Williams. Whole, yeah, but I, what was the original question? I think I asked you, um, what's next? Con- or Oh, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Because <laughs> you're wow. like, I play music too, and boom. boom, boom we what was went. that, like an hour ago? Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it always happens like that. Um, well, okay, so what's next for me? People say... You know, that I'm a good editor and they like the way I edit stuff. But, you know, I just don't I don't like editing, you know, sitting at the computer and just Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I don't like that. I like Like video editing. Yes. yes. Okay. People say like, wow, how'd you cut it so fast like that? How can you how do you see that? How do you do that? Mm hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just do it. Like, it's just kind of built in, I guess. (laughs) It's not fun for you, though. No, I, I sitting at the computer for me, man, is like. You know, I don't know. I, I um I wanna be in the field. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna be on set. Like that's fun. And then it's funny because when I get a gig then I'm on set and I'm like, Oh, I wish I was in the editing room with the air conditioning. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, just taking my time and like taking coffee breaks and smoke breaks or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like but um but yeah, it's uh it's definitely di- it's definitely up in the air for me right now. I'm trying to figure out where I belong and where I go. Mm. Um I've been DJing a little bit too. I don't want to get back on music, but yeah, um, you've been DJing like uh, uh, like gigs. You can yes, private parties like Sweet Sixteens weddings. Oh, what? That's yeah, awesome. Because I picked it up on the side because I'm like I love music and I love playing music and like I bought this PA for my sister. God bless her. She's like <laughs> she she works for Yamaha and um, 
she's just she helped me pick it out and just like helped me along the way and it was it was great and um so that's like your equipment that's all you need really and i have this yamaha pa i have a laptop but i also have an eq that goes through and like all this kind of stuff it like i have all this other equipment to make my sound stuff sound sweet because my opinion is like you know every dj we can all play the same music right Mm -hmm. but to me it's how the people hear the music that's going to make them enjoy it more so i know when i've been to sweet 16s i might just be too picky when I've been to certain Sweet Sixteens back in the day, or I went to a wedding recently, and I just hear the music and I hear the song, but I hear the way it's coming out of the speakers and the way it's EQ'd, I'm like, ow, this like hurts to listen to. Yeah. This is not making it fun, you so know? So you focus on the quality of the I sound. I focus on the quality of the sound for sure. And people have told me, too, that it sounds great, and I'm like, perfect, because that's what I want, you know? Yeah. Well, even today, before you came on, you fiddled with each and every knob on there before you... <laughs> yeah, the little Behringer mixer you got there? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool, man. I love sound. My dad taught me everything I know about sound. Um, I went... I was even in a school uh, at, at Hofstra and I was learning about sound and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I know this all already. Like my dad just taught me everything because he used to mix sound at a church we used to go to a long time ago. And I would sit up in the booth with him and I would just watch him, you know, wow. and like he would let me do some sound on the gig sometimes with him. And like he showed me a lot. And um, and I definitely thank him for it for sure, because it's just kind of built into me now. Mm-hmm. And people are asking me, like, man, how the heck do you know that? You know, and I'm like, I don't know, man. It just kind of like happened. But the credit really goes to my dad because he's been working with sound his whole life. And he, we had a studio when we lived back in Freeport forever mm-hmm. ago. We had a huge studio. I was just talking about this with him today. We had a huge studio back in Freeport. and We miss it so much because we live in Seaford and we love it. But we don't have a studio anymore in our basement. And he like read through every book about every piece of equipment that he had in that studio and he knew every single thing about it. Wow. And like it would just kind of translate to me as I was younger and I was working. You learned it. it too, yeah. Yeah. So maybe work in sound. It seems like you're passionate about sound. I love <laughs> it. Um, I still have a but lot you, to go. I saw your movie. Like it was really good. <laughs> like did you enjoy making that? It was fun. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> now we're going to get into that. I don't know. I mean, my set, we had some drama on the set for sure. Drama on the set? Yeah. I wasn't working very well with... Um, I shouldn't say I was, wasn't was working very... I, You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to put blame on anybody because that's not the right thing to do, especially over the microphone where I'm hidden. That's not fair. Yeah. I'm not going to put the blame on anybody, but... Some, I'm just going to say issues. there was gelling issues, um, not like a lighting gel. I'm talking about gelling like with other people. <laughs> and there were some um, just just I expected a little more, um, I guess, control over it because I paid for it to be done. I wrote it and I directed the film. So when I was on set and I was asking for certain things to happen and they weren't like get me a banana latte. It wasn't <laughs> like that. It was like. You know, certain things like, can we do this by this time? Can I have this over here? Is that okay? Uh, and the answers I would get back would usually just be, uh, well, we'll see. And, you know, and it, uh, and then, like, you know, my set was meeting all. They were all meeting without me, uh, you know. And, like, people went out to eat afterwards and, like, would meet up in little circles. And there were just, like, little clicks that ended up happening. And, it, I, again, I'm not blaming it on anybody. I just, there was something up about the set and, and, and. I still have an argument with my friend to this day, and he says, like, it was you. And I'm just like, man, I don't know. What, like you were too demanding? I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess. But, like, you know, they're going to have an odd wake-up call when they get out in the field because, like, you know, people don't, 
you know, they don't stand for like excuses or they want something done. They should get it done. And like, you can't talk back to everybody. There's a definite mindset in people nowadays. Like, well, authority just told an authority. I don't mean like I'm their parents. I'm just saying authority, whoever's like in control kind of, you know, they can say something and I can choose to receive that the way I want. You know, and like I can choose to listen to the authority or I can choose a reason not to mm-hmm. and fight it back. Yeah. And that's just not the way I was raised. It, you know, like authority is meant to be followed and they're authority for a reason. And in um, that setting. Yeah. Like it's right. it's your I mean, job. I mean, there's got this. I'm someone just in trying charge. to get I mean, honestly, I the whole time I was like, you know, I'm just trying to get a film done. And and, and at the pace that we're going right now, it's not going to get done. My oh, everyone's t- like going slowly. Yes, and it wasn't. I'm not again. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that the yeah the, the things were not getting done as quickly as they needed to. We were over time a lot of the times. We were we were, but um, it's funny. I was talking with one of my actors. Uh, one of my actors, Ian. He played the um, the uh, slow brother in that film, uh, and he was telling me that uh, the actors one day. I think it was the second day of shooting, because we had already gotten kicked off of one location. Mm. The first day. The by, first day. By who Who kicked you off? The park. We <laughs> went to go film at a park, and our permits didn't go through because thank you, Hofstra. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and now they want me to donate and everything. I'm like, I'm just going to wait till, uh, you know, for a while because <laughs> you kind of pissed me off with that. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, we got thrown off that location, so the first scene didn't get done because we got thrown off. Oh. And then we went to go to a diner uh for the next scene which i live right around the block from and it was it was really it's a really nice diner um and uh you know this lovely waitress bridget she's like so nice and she was there staying with us and i said we'll probably be here for five or six hours that's what it looks like you know that's that's the normal time and we were there for like eight or nine you know And, and this woman was staying up you know so late and you know my crew didn't give a crap you know and i was like you know, this woman is basically, you know, putting her leg out for us and we're wasting time on stuff. And, and I just, I know it was up to my assistant director to kind of take care of the scheduling, but at the same time, you know, that wasn't getting done either. So I was just kind of like, this is getting crazy. So my actors was, my actor was telling me a funny story later on. He said the next day before we went to go shoot, they all met in the car all the actors, the three actors. Yeah. And they said, man, I think we're going to drop this film because it's not happening. Oh. And they said, I don't think we're going to stay through. Wow. And I think uh, I heard something about the old guy, Chaz. Like, and he said <laughs> something like, no, we're going to get it done. It's uh, going to be all right. Uh, and they all stayed with me. And I thank them to this day for staying with me. Because, well, you had that like promo where you called them, right? Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that was for the next, uh, my next project, which I had to put on hold for a little bit. But yeah. um, my next project, yeah, I decided and to they, call them. That was funny. You yeah. Know, it didn't seem like there was any uh, no, no. The, yeah. my, my actors really respected me, and they and they loved the way I kind of worked with them and stuff. And I'm still friends with them to this day. Yeah, it wasn't that; it was the crew. It was the issue with the crew, and like a lot of people came from Hofstra, and like to this day, I, I you know I don't have any hard feelings towards anybody, and like there's not a reason to. You know, we're on Earth for so such a short amount of time. Like, why you know why have such bad feelings towards people like usually give them a second chance or like that's what we're called. I mean, I'm a Christian. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to give people a second chance and forgive, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, um, <clears throat> they make it very difficult when, you know, they don't talk to me anymore. I'm sure none of my Hofstra friends are going to listen to this. You know, <laughs> when they see my name, they run away cause they don't like it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what I did. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. You what know, are you I, supposed I, to do? Yeah, exactly. 
what it yeah like what would they want to be different that you did you know i i, I don't know <laughs> because you know you go in the you go in a, like a director like of a big movie they're going to be more demanding i'm sure than how you were oh you know? i would say i mean the again in a big movie set, the crew that's working with them, the crew knows, you know, what to do. I mean, we were all kind of still learning. So yeah. I give it that as in like, yeah, it's a learning experience for everybody. But yeah. in a major motion picture, so many people work and so many people are backed up to to make sure that certain things happen. So I don't I don't ever suspect such an issue like that on a main set. I'm sure there are plenty. But I'm just saying, like, I think as far as getting stuff done, I think there's more of a control there because everybody kind of knows already how to work with each other. They're either all in unions and they kind of know the game already or just they've been there for so long. It's no one's first movie when you're doing a major movie. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, I wish it were that way so then I can get on there. But, um, you know, yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting experience. And I like I thank everybody that worked with me and stayed with me and just kind of made it happen. I, you know, I still am very thankful for that because the film's doing so well. And um, what's you know, it on? Like, how can people watch it? Or? It's on my Facebook. So if you look me up, Will Mead on Facebook, I got like a blue profile picture right now. Somebody took a picture <laughs> of me when those blue lights on. You can friend me, and like, um, I'll uh, I'll definitely send you uh, the link, or it's on my Facebook wall. You can check it out. So um, you can't. You're not allowed to like put that on YouTube or anything. I can. I chose to put it on Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo. Uh, okay. Yeah, YouTube is <clears throat> YouTube is good. It's just. Um, Vimeo is kind of more set for this kind of game, the short film game. So they can't go on Vimeo and search the name of the film? They probably could, but unfortunately, I think there's so many results that it's going to be hard to find mine. But if you want to give it a try, it's Family Inc. And it's Family, comma, I-N-C, period. So like Inc. Exactly like that. Corporation. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's how they can figure, that's how they can check it out. Um, and Are I you, wish... You're not in, you, you don't make any guest appearances. I do. I don't remember. I was not. I didn't say. I didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, when the you? when the old man's getting thrown out of the store because he started like shoveling into the oh, ground. Yeah, and yeah. So all the um, all the workers at the store were freaking out, and I was just one of the workers, and I just kind of oh. threw myself in there. I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I might as well, you know, like if you're in a film and. You know, I don't want to be in my own film and make my own lines and stuff like for that kind of thing. Because yeah. I just, I just feel like, oh man, this kid's like a passion project, like Tommy Wiseau, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Like I don't want to do that. You like doing the subtle cameo, like uh, just a very the Marvel guy. Who's that? oh yeah, um, oh my goodness, what the heck is his name? He's in everything. Yeah, what's his name? How do either of us not know Steve. his name? Somebody, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? No, it's uh, it's not Steve. It's some like Ben. Or Stein ben. or something. Oh, St- um, uh, Will St- no, Ben Stein. Oh my goodness, he's got the he's got the square glasses. Yeah, and he's yeah. in everything. <laughs> yeah, he's in every Marvel movie. What literally. the heck? This is crazy, man. I'm having a memory block. And he's made every. He has credit on every Marvel movie. Yes, because he was the original, you know, creator. Oh, how did either of us not know that? That's bad, yo. I don't have my phone. I have no clue where it is. Oh man, I could ask Siri. Yeah, right, who, who made she, Marvel let's see, let's see if she answers. Who is the creator of Marvel? Come on, man, work for me. It's not uh, working. I don't know if I have service in here. You don't have service? You I don't know if I have Wi-Fi? service. What's that? You get on Wi-Fi if you want. That's true. Or I could just look it up on Google. Maybe Siri's having issues right now. But yeah, like, sometimes uh, she's moody. I can look it up and then I'll uh, I'll tell you I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you who it is and then you'll probably want to... Charlie, no. Why do I think Stein? I think you're... 
Something Stein, Ben oh, Stein. Oh no, you're right with not you're you're so close with Stein. It's not it, but what is it? Stanley. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> From now on, I'm gonna remember that all the time because you said Stein, and I'm gonna be like yeah. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a name too, Stanley. If you want to just remember that, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. He's that's who you are. You're modern day Stanley. What? You're my, you're putting yourself in there, cameos like oh, Stanley. Oh boy, I don't. I mean, I don't even know if I could be held to the same caliber. <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah, thanks. He made Marvel. <laughs> he doesn't make movies, right? I guess. <laughs> I mean, so would you be an actor? I was so funny. You mentioned that. I was talking about that today with my mom. Like, I want to put my picture up there um, on like backstage or something like that, and try to get some gigs, because um, I've always been an actor. I've always loved acting. Yeah, you've made those short, you know, things with your family. I love all those short Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, those are fun. Um, I always love doing that, because that gives me a chance to, like, kind of act, and, like, I love doing it. And Um, that just goes in a... You could put that in your reel, right? Sure. Personal, whatever, reel. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I was in in a short film in college, um, which was kind of fun. I played, like, some... uh, secret admirer of this girl and like <laughs> you know uh it was, <laughs> it was did it you was, direct that too or? i did not oh, no my friend it. andrew directed that um and and like actually when i watch it i'm like wow for what like andrew wanted this to be it was yeah you know and it was like just like i thought it was good and i liked it mm-hmm. so um but he but yeah that was fun i did that um i acted in another short that i did called not my tempo it was a takeoff on whiplash um, I did that with my dad. Oh my gosh, man! I gotta, I gotta Another send you that. One. Yeah, I gotta yeah. check it. So you think you would go that route? You're gonna try and give it a shot? Right, yeah, you know, because you're right, young. You know, you I mean why not? I mean, in freelance, you know, like when there's down periods of no work, you know, instead of like just chilling at home playing video games or like you know doing something, I should either be either writing or I should be applying for you know maybe I should try the acting thing while I got some free time, you know, because mm-hmm. when the work kicks back up in like March and. You know, all that kind of stuff, it's going to change. But while I have the free time, maybe I should try. You know? Yeah, definitely. And we'll see where the cartoon goes, you know. The cartoon I'm hoping for. Maybe you know, that it's kind of cool. That'll be a few months of work probably oh, yeah. every day. Looking forward to that, man. I'm really into that. I know. I hope. I don't know. Is it even up to Joey Toro now? Now it's like up to the the cartoon gods. Yeah, Cartoon Network. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. But uh, that's cool. You got to go to the movies, right? I'm going to see The Shape of Water. Yeah. I'm going to see it with my best friend, Chris. <laughs> What's it about again? Um, it's about some woman that falls in love with a monster that's being taken captive um, by... Like Beauty um, and the Beast? By the Americans. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, by the Americans and the Russians one after it. And, like, she gets involved in this whole mess. But then she ends up falling in love with the monster. But, like, literally falling in love with it. To what do you mean? Of- like, King Kong? Like... You know, like how like she fell in love with King Kong. Yeah, but like King Kong didn't, you know. Oh, like, they make got it together. Official. Whoa. Yeah, that was. Um, what do you mean, monster? Does it look human? It looks like from the the creature from the Black Lagoon. Never saw. <laughs> okay, it looks. <laughs> I don't like, see anything. I it guess. looks like a goblin with gills, so it looks like it came out of the water, like out of like the swamp. And it, ha- but it has like it looks like a human it has the limbs and stuff. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just a creepy thing. It's creepy. Is it rated? Do you care about Rotten Tomato, like anything like yeah, that? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is usually reliable. Sometimes it's not, you know, like I've seen, uh, I just saw a Woody Allen film um, mm-hmm. that I really like called Wonder Wheel. I thought it was really good. Um, but, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 40. And like, I wouldn't, you know, if you base everything on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, you won't see half the stuff out there. And mm-hmm. even, 
you know, every film's got its faults. And Woody Allen, I mean, he's made so many films, so many films. Yeah. And uh, he, he like, pumps one out every year. He's still making movies? He's still making movies. Oh, and he's wow. still typing on typewriters, and he's still, like, it's just incredible. I know, He's using a typewriter? How do you know yes, that? Yes, <laughs> because I've watched documentaries on it. I mean, he's not, as far as a role model's concerned, wouldn't necessarily put him in that category because, you know, he's had a past. kind of a weird past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, all of us artists, we're all screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, he Everyone. had some really good movies back then. He had some good stuff. Um, he had Annie Hall is probably one of his most famous. I saw that. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Um, and then, you know, Play It Against Sam is another one of my favorites. Um, Didn't he? I think he, now that you say it, though, I think he did have a recent movie that I saw. I don't know what it, wow, it, we sound so good in these headphones. Like, I'm just listening to myself. <laughs> nice, Ooh. man. I'm, I'm yeah, glad. you made that nice. I'm glad, bro. I'm glad. Um, were you thinking of Midnight in Paris, the movie? Maybe was it new? Blue like Jasmine, Blair, fairly new, like three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was probably that. I didn't see Midnight it, in Paris or Blue Jasmine. Might have been Midnight in Paris. Sounds right. That's with Owen Wilson. Okay. Yeah, that might be it. That was a good movie. I've really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was great. Um, just a good story and just like a good idea and just like classic Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself as a director like breaking movies down on like what they were saying when they were directing it or like what, sure i'm always yeah. trying to think about that when i'm watching a movie now i'm like man to get the actor to do that like was it the actor or was it the director you know the direction what was it yeah and like i also look at that when it comes to you know a bad movie i'm mm-hmm. thinking like is this the actor just having you know an off time or is this the script or is it the director or is it all three mm-hmm it's 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 interesting. Like I can't watch a movie now without thinking about that, and yeah. I also can't watch a movie without thinking about lighting because I love cinematography and I love being behind the camera and just like there's so many That's different so facets cool. to that. It's, yeah, it's some one girl I went to the movies with recently told me to shut up because I was just talking so much about the film. I was like, oh well, they did this, and like, oh, I wonder what this is like. <laughs> I did say something really stupid, and I'll say it now because whatever. <laughs> I said something so dumb. It was, please forgive me, everybody. I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I saw the movie The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. Okay. Did you see that movie? It's the circus one, right? Yeah, this Wait. is the greatest show. You know, yeah. like, oh, just, ugh. anyway, yeah. uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> but anyway, they're walking around, you know, in America, obviously, right? And then <laughs> we're trying to guess, like, the costuming, what year it is. <laughs> yeah. And I... I like I lean over to this girl and I was it was kind of a date and I was leaning over to this girl and I said I don't know you know probably like the 1400s and she's like <laughs> she then pauses and she laughs and turns away and I'm like what and she goes she goes the 1400s we're in America you know America wasn't even fa- like what are you talking about she's like the 1400s and I just started cracking up so much the rest of the movie I could not take seriously she's like this has got to be like 18 something what are you out of your mind you know I yeah I just yeah. had like a total brain I was trying to come off so cool too I'm like I don't know probably the 1400s yeah, and she's like, like what the heck are you talking about I and mean, that was the last at, of that. Yeah, it's clearly 1470. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? No one came up with that garment until 1460. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was such an embarrassing... Oh, it was terrible. I don't even know what I was thinking. Did no second date? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Did yourself in 1400s. 1400s. That, that was it. But um, I know what you're saying, though. Like When I watch a movie or um, a TV show, I'll... Like, what they're saying, I'll think of it written on a script. You know, like, I'll think of, like, how they wrote it out. Like, all right, pause. And then, like, right. assume this, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, then like the line. This beat. 
you yeah. know, and then that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and also just how it could have changed from the script to the movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you buy those. I well, sometimes I bought those like old scripts. There yeah. was a guy selling them in, in uh, like Times Square and like one of those places. They were printed scripts. I mean, they were obviously not official, mm-hmm. but they were the full scripts of the all these movies. Mm-hmm. And I like went through it and I I bought uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Have you ever seen the movie? No. <laughs> Jack Nicholson is a great movie. Um, is about a guy in a psych ward. But anyway, uh, I was just reading through the script and I just remember from seeing the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is not totally what was there. I mean, that just means that it was either changed in editing or it could have been changed on the set. Who knows? You know, there's a ton of stories of how that stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. That's what I always think about that crap. Mm. All right. I guess I'll let you go. <laughs> I've got, seen this movie already, so I guess I could walk in late. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, you saw it already? I saw it. Yeah. Oh, but so I have movie pass, so I'm going. Yeah, I need it. I don't oh, know. Dude. You're supposed to get it in the mail, right? Yes, yes. I didn't get it yet. Movie pass. If anybody doesn't know what that is, again, this is not an advertisement for movie pass. But basically, <laughs> I'm saying movie pass is awesome, especially if you see movies like and you like going fairly to the movies. recently. Not even that often. It's like, so yeah. It's I worth mean. It. If you watch like, if one movie a one month. One movie a month, it's worth it. Yeah. $10 a month, and you get to see a movie every 24 hours at any theater. It's like, it's just, I don't know how they do it. I guess they basically expect you're going to buy popcorn. All the movie theaters make the money off the popcorn anyway. They don't make monies off the movie at all. I mean, they the tickets are a lot. They went up another dollar. Right, it. but they're only just, they're usually just meeting, you know, what it costs to have the film in the theater. Plus now every theater has these recliners and... The dining right. services and all that. Because they want to get people out of their living rooms into the theater. Because Into their living room. Yeah. <laughs> basically, because, you know, people don't have the reason to go out anymore. Fire Stick, Netflix, yeah. Yeah, they, you know, and like cables dying. You there know, won't there's be. no There's no reason to have it except for maybe some live events. But other than that, you know, it's all streaming now. And like mm-hmm. cable TV, you usually flip through all the channels and you find nothing. You know, it's like... yeah. That's only going to last for so long before people are starting to be like, all right, enough. Like We have like a thousand channels and I just set my favorites. I probably have like 13 channels, you know, like, like that's right. Yeah, like it's that's not, it. you like, know, it's yeah, exactly. It's, you know, there's no reason to have thousands of channels anymore. But then when we remember when we were little growing up, more channels, I want more, more channels. Yeah, I was like, I don't need right? oh, we need more, you know, yeah. because that was where we would find cable. the stuff. Yeah, yeah, legal cable. Remember that? Oh, you, yeah. get, you get your, those cards that you put in, and yeah. you have every channel. Oh my gosh! I didn't personally do it, but I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and big. like you know, people would get pay per view. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, and now there's so many advertisements on cable. It's like why even bother? Why watch a movie on cable anymore? Because you have to sit through all the commercials. And originally, the reason you were paying the price for cable was for no commercials. Less, at least, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like what. Mm-hmm. I'm paying all this money per month and I have to watch a ton of ads? What yeah. is this? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, but it's because, you know, all the advertisements of how these people make the money for the shows now. And even when I was yeah. working on Jessica Jones for a little while, you know, their budget, actually, you know, I don't even know if I'm allowed to go into any of this. I Jessica. probably shouldn't even. No, it's it's a lot of confidential stuff, so I shouldn't talk about it. All right. But I'm just it. saying that just as a, in a in a general aspect, you know, the money that's that's going into these shows, people think, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars go into all this stuff. And sometimes it's just not the case. Really? No. I mean... So how if, <clears throat> if you want to start a show, how much are you throwing in there? Oh, crap. <clears throat> if you wanted to start a show, probably to do a pilot, you're looking at at least $1.5 I mean, I, I don't know. So it you're saying that's not cali- a lot. It depends to what caliber. $1.5 is 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 a lot. 
But like nowadays, you know, they're gonna have make a pilot happen for two hundred fifty thousand. Oh, I, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't be rambling. I don't know too much, <laughs> but I do know that in school, uh, one of my assignments was to create a show and to create a proposal for Netflix about the show. And like people told me, I should go to Netflix with this show. It was that good. It was like a concept, <clears throat> or yeah, you called, wrote a script. I wrote a script. It was called oh. Under God, and it was about a guy that gets to intern for God. It was a oh. very cool, yeah. But then it got shot down because people were saying, well, what God is it? You know, the God of Christianity or the God of, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh boy. All right. So I'm going to run into some problems. But my teacher had me type the whole thing up. She had me budget out the first episode and the first episode was going to cost, cost me like $650,000 to do. Just where you wanted to do it. Like look, tickets, like how, how meticulous do you have to be? Like everything. Flights? She wanted me to get everything. Wow. Actors pay. She wants you to do it. If you're going to yeah, make she you was do like, that, act, yeah. you need, you need to get the actors pay. You need to get the studio rent. You need to get the AC for the studio, the rent, you know, yeah. everything. I had to, I had to put out everything, how much wood I had to buy for the sets, you know, all this stuff. Oh my God. That's yeah, man. really yes. in depth. It was, it was, it was, it was. It so was, if I'm coming up with a proposal, I need all that stuff. The more you have, the better, I would say, you know, the less you have, the less chance that they're going to see it as a possibility mm -hmm. or they're going to take their own control over it. If you have everything planned out, obviously they're going to have somebody look at it and just be like, all right, how can we do this cheaper? You know, mm -hmm. because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to save money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think that the people, when I used to watch shows back in the day and TV and, and movies, I used to think that, oh, well, there's just the rich people just dumping, you know, millions and millions and millions and all these people are making millions. It's not the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these 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 shows are all, you know, budgeted and they're really tightly budgeted. You know, yeah, like cheap. And I'm like, whoa, wow, they're like wow, this is not what I expected. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't think that. That's cool. All right, yo. But yeah, man. No, I'll get going. It's, but thank, dude, again, <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. It was so cool. Like this was the most relaxed experience I've ever had. I'm serious. And like. Just the opportunity to talk, man. It just felt good. It's fun to just sit here and talk. You know, like no one does that. You can, you don't do that in the modern world. You, no, you sit on your phone. Yeah, or you're somewhere else. You know, you have a conversation maybe for like f 10, 15 minutes, and then you have to check your phone for something. Right, and I haven't looked at my phone once. I don't know where mine is. I know? don't know where I it is. Oh, even... mine's right here, but I'm not going to look at it. I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't know where it is. You know, like I don't even care. It's just like... This is what I'm doing right now, and that's what I'm doing. It's great. No, it's seriously yeah. great, and like I appreciate it, and thanks for making the time for me. Oh, for sure, yeah. We and I want you to, if you ever get a chance, check the script and let me know what you think. Totally, totally, yeah. bro. And the dialogue, you know, like that can be changed, but I think you'll like the basic concept of it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm looking forward to it. It's a sure. really in depth, thorough intro. You know, like it really sets up everything, and then yeah. you'll know where it's gonna go. Man, I'm looking forward to it. Check <laughs> right, it out. Cool. Thank you. All right, guys, I guess that's it then. Stay, listen to after this because there's an uh, original song. I think I, I say that in the beginning anyway, but just keep listening. Bye, guys. You know I'm bad at communication. It's the hardest thing for me to do, and that's it. It's the most important part that relationships will go through. And I gave it all away just so I could say that. But I know, I know, I know, I know that you're gonna be okay anyway. You know there's no right or reason for the way you turned out to be. I didn't go and try to change my mind, not intentionally. I know it's hard to hear you say it, but I can't bear to stay in. I just know, I know, I know, I know that you're gonna be okay anyway. Always keep your heart locked tight. Don't let your mind read 
Don't let your mind 